0: Well, hello and welcome to episode number 377 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carlos, and in this week's show, the Smithsonian gains a few dollars, a banner-towing pilot tries his hand at a game of bridge, and we take a look at just who is the cleanest and safest airline in the world. And Nev, BA are in the top ten. Ooh in the military a AH60 black hawk makes an emergency landing and the us air force thanks a plane spotter and the su75 has enormous wings that's what she said joining me this week over across the village from where i'm currently sitting in the ptuk master suite studios it is of course the master of all things slidey and uh, buttony <laughs> is Matt Smith.
1: I got a bit excited there because there's a joining me this in our show notes. You see what it says here is joining me this week: are Neil Diamond, Abba, Chaz, and Dave and Diana Ross. <laughs> I was quite excited by that lineup. I feel a bit disappointed now. That <laughs> was quite well, I normally write things, something comical in there each week, and I sometimes think myself perhaps one week I should actually say <laughs> yeah. what I write in the show notes. I know. Well, Diana Ross has got a new song out at the moment, and um, because I, I must be honest, I'm really rather loving. It. So, it is good. Yeah, it well, is. I,
0: I'm. I'm quite confident that a many, many fewer, or many, I say, many, many of our listeners will not know who Chaz and Dave are.
1: True, true, and there's a good reason for that. Mm. Yeah, it, it, grab it. Quite Neville, though. I'm, anyway, I have no doubt.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he does. And uh, welcome back again this week uh, to the man who puts the well. He puts the the fun in uh, offsite broadcasting this week because he's been doing some
2: bits and pieces uh somewhere else which has been quite fun it is of course neville bounds yes hello back again for some more and what do i got in my hand <gasps> the oh, muff oh dear this can only mean one thing that we are doing an air show tomorrow oh my goodness me over at old buckingham so i can barely uh, contain my excitement <laughs> weather is uh, not guaranteed though so uh, we're gonna have to see how we go, but I mean, they will make a long trek over to Bungie tomorrow.
1: I mean, there will be weather; um, it just there may not be, be favourable. We'll <laughs> oh, yeah. There I don't will know be what weather. It's gonna be like we, we get yeah, there. Yeah,
2: yeah. uh, but uh, looking forward to it, actually, lots of interviews lined up. Um, well, hopefully the cloud base isn't too low so we can get some flying in as well, which would mm. be nice. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to getting out and about with uh, with the gear again. So yeah, Absolutely. Oh, I'm
1: so really excited. I know. I'm looking forward to getting some, some content, hopefully. That's going to be good as mm. well. I know.
0: And then hopefully tomorrow night we are going to be going to visit uh, Mr. Stewart, Mr. Stewart oh. O'Neill, one of the f- uh, friends of the show uh stewart who was uh, my uh, my my cfi when i was learning to fly he's so we're gonna go and see him tomorrow evening and then uh, sample some of his lovely food excellent that way. excellent so, forward to so joining us back again this week as always it is great to see him we've only got him for a short time this evening but it is good to uh, to see you brace all yourselves lady. he's wearing
1: a fancy uniform and
0: he is dressed <laughs> to impress this evening it's armando
3: this is great. I love how you guys are describing this for an audio podcast, but yes, I am wearing a shirt uh, as opposed shirt to... Shirt tie, I'll have you. name. The <laughs> tie Oh yeah, and a tie. See, yeah. if you're listening to the audio version of this, now you're going to want to go over to YouTube.
0: Good point. Well made. And if, if you listen closely enough, listener, to the audio podcast, you'll hear just how crisp Armando's shirt is. <laughs> right.
3: Or, or maybe my lovely bride in the background. Of course, both. Uh, No, I'm actually just trying to outdo Nev because we did say, I think, at some point as I listened back to the the show that at one point we said, Nev is not wearing a shirt.
1: Yes. No, I know. Uh, We did say that on last week's We did, absolutely. Uh, Just read the caption that's in front of you, please, Armando. (laughs) (laughs) The defendant. Yes, it did. (laughs) Like it. Two youths. Two youths. (laughs) I don't, I don't but looking
0: looking very sharp this evening, Armando. And uh, I know we've only got you for a short time, but um, we'll uh, we'll make the most of you, I'm sure, uh, for the first half an hour of the show, anyway. So great to have you on. As always, Armando, what's uh, what's been going on with you this week, Armando? Flying any flying at all? Any movement? Yeah. Yoke.
3: Yes, a little bit of flying. I I right now am focusing a lot of effort on flying cadets for the Civil Air Patrol the most because we've only got about five more weeks before they start going back to school and we have the air force gives us a certain budget for the year and we have to execute that budget. And of course we got a slow start because of COVID. So now we're just trying to um, execute all those funds. So we are flying cadets sometimes up to six a day plus your relocation flights to get, cause they're all over the States. Um, so each, tomorrow, for example, I'm going to fly two hours, to, uh, an airport in Eastern North Carolina, fly five cadets and then fly two hours home. So that's a good, you know, that's a wow. good eight hour day of, of flying it's
1: quite the day.
3: Yeah. So, um, other than that, uh, the reason for the costume is <laughs> I'm actually, you guys know, I love the DC three, but there is an opportunity on the horizon that, uh, that's another flying opportunity that i potentially can't pass up so i'm actually this is just a bit of a teaser but we'll, we'll see in a couple of weeks but oh I'm, I'm on the third interview Ooh. Um, so this will be my fourth interview so i've made it this far it's like it's like britain's got talent <laughs> uh, dirk i'm is, almost to the finals i think
1: yeah uh dirk is suggesting that uh, armando is wearing shirt tie and then shorts uh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know, if it hadn't been for an entire year of doing everything by Zoom because of quarantine, I would, <laughs> yeah. I would most likely only be wearing like a bathing suit underneath. Right, yes. But now we've all seen what goes wrong when you do Zoom calls yes, on business yes. meetings. So
1: <laughs> That is a good Last point.
3: thing I want is the, the webcam to like tip forward, forward or follow yes, up of a course. thing. <laughs> Next thing you know, you,
2: you see palm trees. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> palm trees. What? Wow, My okay. word.
1: and on that bombshell,
3: uh, that's a, thought. that's a thought. Can we please move on? Yes, certainly. anyway, a, a big <laughs> welcome
0: to everyone who's joined us in the YouTube chat room this evening. Uh, just have a quick run through. Let's see who's joined us this week. So, we have got Aircraft Five. Hello to you, Aircraft Five. Uh, new, uh, new name in the chat room this week. Welcome. Uh, Richard Adams. Hello. Lee Davies. Hello to you, Lee. Uh, we have got John Ellis. Hello to you, John. Hope you're well. Uh, Flyer152. Hello to you. James J. Uh, we've got GB Model Zone. Hello to you, GB Model Zone. Uh, we have got Alan White also joining us this week. Uh, and just scrolling through much. So I don't miss anyone. one. Arnie Carlson. Hello to you, Arnie. Hope you are keeping well. Uh, we've got uh, Mazous Karim hello to you Mazous, hope you are well we really need to get uh, that uh, meet up sort of with Mazous because he is local to us Matt uh, at some point soon uh, hello to you Masha as well uh, Dirk S as well is in the chat room. Notice noticing that I don't have a cap on this week, and no, it's not glued to my head. I can remove it at uh, at some point. He just chooses week. not to. I just chooses not to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tony S, hello to you, Tony. Uh, Andy Wilson, hello to you, Andy. And uh, Sturman, hello to you, Sturman. I only saw you a few hours ago, so uh, hello to you, Sturman. Hope you are. Uh, hope your internet is stable this evening. Uh, I'll tell you <laughs> what, Matt. You you, you look at. Uh, don't. For, don't, for God's sake, show Sturman your, your download and upload speed because oh, really? you will make him cry oh because I know what he's like. Um, Miles, hi. Hello to you, Miles. Hi, as well. Uh, welcome to you as well. And welcome to everyone who's joined us this evening in the chat room. Don't forget, if you're listening to us as an audio show and you want to find out just what we look like because... I mean, let's be honest, if we all looked as handsome as Armando does this evening, you know, it's worth tuning. In. Oh, my God. Matt's put it on the screen. <laughs> Sturman, don't look at the screen. Sturman, do not look at Matt's upload speed and download speed this evening. You will cry. Uh, subscribe to the show. Search for us on YouTube, uh, Plain Talking UK. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell icon to be notified when we are live and recording new episodes just like we are right now and you can join all these amazing people including shuttle pod one uh who's in Arkansas or arkansas i think that's the pronounce Burles, that you're correct fired. arkansas arkansas.
3: <laughs> arkansas i
1: said arkansas right.
3: <laughs> i'm only giving you grief because you can give me any name in in the uk and probably <laughs> butcher it oh and, uh, okay.
1: if you if you were here for the pre-show by the way uh people uh i'm just gonna pop a very quick picture up there you go look that's just been sent in by uh Flyer 152, so if if you had any doubt about where I lived, you now know. <laughs> there he is.
0: Anyway, uh, carry HD's on. He's trimming yep. mat on that front door. Anyway. Right, sorry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> As
0: Bungie suddenly joined
1: the first world, Andy Wilson says... Yeah. Honestly, no, just my address. I have a satellite on the front of the yeah, house. Matt, yeah, Matt's the only house.
0: Matt is literally taking ninety yeah. percent of yeah. all our broadband, and yeah. the, the rest of Bungie
1: village. has rubbish internet because of yeah. me. Even, even yeah. Nev's
0: gone down to two <laughs> meg download now. It was Matt's stolen. At all. Indeed. Right. But come anyway, on. Anyway, we have got those news to get through, so we are going to start the show then this week as we do uh, with our re- run down of the weekly that news went well. across the world. Nobody noticed in the UK. So if everyone's ready. Let's go. So, kicking off this week's first news story, this one comes from us, uh, twinfinite.net. And the good news for Uh, players of Microsoft Flight Sim, the uh, latest uh, Flight Sim from Microsoft. Uh, This week, third-party developers had some interesting news to share about an upcoming Microsoft Flight Simulator add-on. So the first announcement comes from Orbix, Or or ORBX which is quite a few of the add-ons that I've got on my X-Plane actually. Uh, They've revealed a EU, Great Britain Central and landmark scenery package that doesn't just focus on a single city but instead covers a large portion of the UK. It features almost 500 points of interest including plenty of details uh, added to seven major cities here in the UK. Uh, Welcome to Great Britain Central, uh, the first landmark region pack for uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator designed especially for low and slow pilots who love to explore and discover new regions and for those who want to enhance their VFR flights in the area. Stretching from Liverpool and North Wales up to Newcastle, the region pack captures hundreds of unique landmarks and attractions ready to be explored from the busy cities such as Newcastle, Manchester and Liverpool to coastal tourist towns such as Blackpool, Scarborough and Whitby. All have been designed to greatly enhance any flight in the region. So during the exploration, you could expect to find hundreds of uniquely modelled points of interest, including uh, uniquely modelled lighthouses and piers, stadiums, famous castles, manor houses and ruins, bridges, churches, cathedrals, masts, domes, military bases and installations. That's an interesting one for a sim. VFR reference points and in addition to uh, the following cities, which have received an upgrade in cityscape, including, as we said, Manchester, Liverpool, Leeds, uh, Media City, Salford, Sheffield, Blackpool, and Newcastle. And uh, the next announcement comes from 29 Palms uh, and it's Skiathos Alexandros. Papadimantis Airport or LGSK, like many of Greece's summer destinations, this airport has is host to many seasonal flights from all over Europe, and uh, has also received an upgrade on the sim. Uh, last but certainly not least, Fly By Wire have released the first screenshots teasing the exterior model of the A380 or the Airbus A380, which is going to be apparently going to be freeware which is nice because it means that you're not, uh, not going to have to pay for that. So wow. that's good news. But, uh, yeah, things are definitely coming on. I know, um, uh, I mean, Amanda may have heard of Orbix as well, but they are a really good add-on to to the SIM packages that you get as a bog standard with the X-Plane and Microsoft. So these Mac are basically SIM.
1: just visual enhancements, yeah? Yeah,
0: yeah, visual enhancement. Um, I, I tried the latest one from Orbix uh, a few months back when they released it for the Southern... Yes, uh, central southern UK, and it is it's really good what they've done. Um, the the lot of the uh, the the greenery, like the, the trees, the forests, and the rivers and and stuff, are all very very you know a lot a lot enhanced from these stock kind of parts. So okay. it's definitely worth definitely worth a look. It's good. It's very good. So yeah, hopefully it'll be nice to see what the A three hundred and eighty freeware one looks like because, uh, some of the freeware add ons you can get on the Sims are a bit um.
1: Well, yeah, they're free, okay, not yes. they, What you paid for, <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I think yeah, is the word. Yeah.
1: As 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 Armando says, what you paid for them, which is uh, not a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I'm Matt, with you if- oh yeah. No, I was Armando. just going to
3: say, I'm with you, Carlos. This is what makes uh, the simulators that much more realistic, and it's it's awesome when they, especially when you get something that's around your house and or somewhere you like to fly regularly. But the mm. scenery add-ons, the weather add-ons, the aircraft add-ons. That's what really makes them kind of takes them to the next level.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I will continue to be an X Plane um, person myself. X Plane Eleven, and I'm very much looking forward to X Plane Twelve coming out soon. <clears throat> anyway, moving on, Matt. <laughs> you've got uh, some good news actually from Ryanair this week.
1: Indeed, yes. Story number two, as always, is uh, a Ryanair story, and on this occasion. Uh, the headline is Ryanair kicks off... I'm not sure which uh, which source it's from, so apologies for that. Oh, it's the travelweekly.co.uk. And uh, Ryanair kicks off UK cabin crew recruitment drive, which is great news. A major recruitment drive for cabin crew for Ryanair UK bases has been unveiled as the carrier recovers and rebuilds from the COVID-19 pandemic. The No Frills Airline has renewed a partnership with Crewlink Uh, which specialises in the recruitment and training of cabin crew. Uh, Training will take place at locations throughout the UK for positions at Ryanair's UK bases, which includes Birmingham, Bournemouth, uh, Bristol, Edinburgh, East Midlands, Leeds, Bradford, Liverpool, Luton, Manchester, Prestwick and uh, Southend and Stansted. Ryanair has taken delivery of its first 737 MAX to help lower costs, cut fuel consumption and reduce noise and CO2 emissions. Deputy HR Director and Head of Talent Mark Duffy said that we are delighted to announce this cabin crew job drive. Uh, Working with our cabin crew recruitment partner, Crewlink, for positions available in the UK as well as other Ryanair bases across Europe. These exciting opportunities offer candidates the chance to secure the best cabin crew jobs in aviation and the chance to work with Europe's largest airline where hard work is rewarded with fast track career opportunities. And then throughout the pandemic, Ryanair has worked closely with other people to save jobs and we are delighted to start planning for a return to growth over the coming years as we recover from the COVID-19 crisis and grow to 200 million guests by full year 2026. Now I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here, I think it's probably worth mentioning to my knowledge uh, uh, Crewlink only uh, work with Ryanair when it comes to Gathering crew, I think. So I don't know if that's um, I've got to, I've got to feel it's the I, same same company, but maybe I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, you know, I was going to say this um this ties in nicely with the fact that right now, obviously, got all those new those Maxes on yes. order, which are being delivered over the next few years. Um, mm. I know they're going to be retiring some of their their um dash 800 some of the yeah. older 737 800s that they've got in the fleet they're going to be retiring some of those but they are going to need a lot more crew to obviously crew all these new maxes that are coming online over the next few years so, i mean um, well it's good news for, yeah, I, I, um, for jobs
1: yeah absolutely you know it's definitely good news for jobs whether it is you know the best airline in europe to be working for uh, I, I, I i i you know i i draw a very sort of faint gray line <laughs> under that particular claim um but because i can think of at least two off the top of my head that are probably uh, nicer to work for than this particular company but uh, hey uh, it's good news it's you know fingers crossed it's a sign of of the aviation industry that we love Picking very much starting to mm. far back into life
0: so nev uh, you've got the next story and it's about an aircraft that me and you traveled on not so long back
2: Yes, indeed. And of course, there's been a lot of freighter activity <coughs> Excuse me, going on the last um, 18 months or so uh, on the flightglobal.com website. It says that uh, Airbus indicates that its proposed A350 freighter derivative will be a light hybrid of its current variants, but primarily based on the Dash 1000. It's aiming for a 2025 entry into service. For the twinjet, after the company secured board approval for its development, but the airframer is yet to disclose any potential launch customers. It's based on the existing A350 building blocks to a large extent, says Airbus chief executive Guillaume Faury, uh, speaking during a first-half results briefing. On the 29th of July. But he says the freighter design is predominantly coming from the Dash 1000 and the larger A350 variant will be the main driver. Whilst performance details have yet to emerge fully, Forey says that the freighter will have a 90 ton plus payload capacity production will be embedded in the current a350 assembly lines he adds and airbus expects to benefit from the weight of learning from its beluga xl program the outsized freighter for its logistics arm which was developed from the a330 and i saw one of those aircraft take off from harden uh, airport uh, last week actually which was uh, pretty spectacular. Uh, Forey says that the uh, aircraft is in a very strong platform and has the potential to be very competitive on the market in terms of capacity and fuel burn, particularly given the changes in ICAO environmental regulations due from 2028. So um, yes, lots of freighter activity being going on and also of course regular passenger aircraft being used as freighters yeah. mainly to the U.S. and the uh, Far East from Europe. But uh, no, it's good to see uh, more production going on uh, down in Toulouse. Brilliant.
1: This is a very popular aircraft, isn't it?
2: Mm.
0: The 350 uh, has become yes. very good mm. for, for Airbus. But Nev, you said it's 90 tonnes, didn't you, This uh, mm. that you said. But the 777 is slightly more, isn't it?
2: Uh, it is, yes. Uh, that's uh, over 102 uh, metric tons um, but um, again i think this is all sort of provisional figures i think mm. i'll have to really work out what uh, is that is thing. that
3: the aircraft or the payload because i think uh, it was
2: the, the payload, payload yeah, yeah a revenue payload oh, wow. capacity of 102.8 metric tons gosh On the that's it's yeah. a big number isn't it Hmm.
0: I think I think that it's good to have a bit of competition between the two because the 777 freighter is an incredibly popular freighter aircraft for quite a few large carriers across the globe um, and it is a go to I think for I think most of the freighter companies in the US I think Armando isn't it the 777?
3: Um, there, it's a little bit of everything there's still mm-hmm. uh, 767's 777's there's still a lot of cargo outfits operating the 747 as we saw a couple of weeks ago with the ditching there's all the way back to 737-200s. So the this is actually one of two cargo or freighter stories that we're going to have this week. But it's just indicative of how strong the freight segment is now. I think, you know, we've talked about it where the quarantines and the lockdowns, everybody realized the, if you hadn't already realized the advantages of internet shopping and, and this kind of expectation for for short delivery times that now coming out of out of all the lockdowns at least here in the u.s um we uh you see just this resurgence in cargo flying so we'll do a second story a little bit later but i i feel like this is something we'll be talking about a lot more than we used to
2: indeed uh, dirk uh, what what's uh dirk saying there nev uh, yes, uh, Dirk says, are the A350 freighters really needed? Uh, isn't that thing way too expensive to operate over the well established freighters? Well, of course, a lot of the well established freighters uh, will be needing aircraft replacement at some point. Mm. Um, I can think of operators that use you know the md 11 freighters and uh, the dc 10s i think there's one or two of those still going so um those will want to use more modern machinery particularly um with the new icao environmental regulations coming in in 2028 as it said in the story so that may be a driver behind this um so uh, yeah we'll have to wait and see
0: just look at the world we live in now guys like everything is Quick and fast order online Amazon, eBay. Blah, blah, blah. True. You know, freight is a massive thing. So, yeah. Indeed. Yep. Actually, it's, it's worth pointing out as well that uh, I was really shocked at how quick the 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 um, package that I sent over to Armando got to him last week. You know, That's it took true. it was from the from the time it left here in in the UK, it was um, it was with Armando in. I think it was just over just over twenty four hours, wasn't it, Armando, yeah. from point to point. Yeah. Was, amazing. Uh, with you.
3: We tracked it all the way from, you know, Bungie to Charlotte mm. and it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely amazing
0: how that works. So yeah. I, I
3: don't think
1: yours. we could do it that fast here in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: don't even go there. No,
1: anyway, moving on to the next story, Armando. Uh, this is, uh,
0: this is a, quite an exciting story.
3: Yeah. I, you know, I love especially stories about young pilots, uh, overcoming just incredible challenges like we did last, you know, we talked about last week. This particular story is from Fox News 13, which is a local news outlet to Ocean City, New Jersey. But um, video of this has made it through social media. And it's a, the pilot of a small banner plane that put his airplane down on a bridge in Ocean City, New Jersey. He escaped without injury. Um, now this the emergency services crews responded to a call that a plane had made that emergency landing on the Route 52 uh, causeway between Ocean City and Summers Point. Um, this is a couple days ago now. So Landon Lucas was an 18-year-old pilot for Paramount Air Service. Uh, he experienced an engine failure as he was flying near the steel pier in Atlantic City. Lucas released the banner into the ocean and he was attempting to reach Ocean City Municipal Airport when he spotted a gap in traffic in the on the bridge and he was able to successfully land with no damage to the airplane no damage to any cars um, i don't believe he even hit anything no no light poles or anything that's just a, a an amazing ability to think on your feet uh, uh, I, from what i saw i think this was a piper cub So Piper Cub has usually some, some version of a 65 horsepower engine, whether it's a continental light or a Franklin engine. And he did an interview on, on a local news outlet, either that day or the day after. And it showed the the cowling all opened up and how they recovered the airplane from the bridge. I think they just sent a couple of mechanics out, took the wings off, put it on a, on a pickup truck and just hauled it back to the airport. But just what a, You know, as pilots, we're always thinking, what if, what if, what if? And I'm sure at some point in his flying professional flying career, flying banners, he had thought, man, if I need to put it down, I'll put it down on that bridge. Or or you're always kind of thinking, am I going to put it into the water? But just amazing skill and calm under pressure to put this airplane down and not hurt himself or anyone else. Very well done.
0: And the best part is the aircraft looks, I think, Pretty service, much, service um, it, yeah.
3: it was intact. Yeah. I think I think they towed it back to the hangar and put the wings back on. They're, they'll fix the engine, and it's probably flying today.
1: That's incredible. Wow.
3: Yep,
1: that is incredible. Now I, 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 oh. I think I think we have to say goodbye to Armando now, which is very sad.
3: Uh, yes. Thank you for keeping an eye on the clock for me. I know,
1: I know. Yeah. I, know. Well, we, we, <laughs> I don't want you to be late, my dear friends. So no, uh, of course. Yeah. As much as I'm desperate for you to stay, you you, you need to, to to leave us now. So thank you for joining us for as long as you could. And, uh, thank you, Armando. We'll, Thanks, we'll, guys. We'll catch you next week, yeah? You betcha. Take care, mate. Bye. Bye.
0: <laughs> so let's look at the next story. Um, this one comes to us from warbirdsnews.com. And uh, it's good news, actually, for for uh, those of you over in the U.S., because the Smithsonian uh, are to receive a historic $200 million donation from Jeff Bezos. Uh, so the Smithsonian will receive a $200 million donation from Jeff Bezos, founder, and executive chair of Amazon and founder of aerospace and flight company Blue Origin. The donation is the largest gift to the Smithsonian since the institution's fund, uh, founding gift from James Smithson in 1846 of a, a 70 million portion of the donation, uh, sorry, a 70 million dollar, 70 million dollar portion of the donation will support the renovation of the National Air and Space Museum and $130 million will launch a new education centre at the museum. Uh, The education centre will be housed in a new facility to be constructed on the east side of the museum's plaza uh, at its flagship location on the National Mall. It will feature programs and activities that inspire students to pursue innovation and explore careers in STEM, uh, science, or science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics fields. And it will help teachers better utilize the Smithsonian's collections. Uh, the center will connect to all Smithsonian museums, uh, coordinating STEAM-related uh, collections and experts across the institution, and promoting inquiry-based learning in all visitors of the all ages. Uh, with a focus on under resourced communities. The center will activate programming through innovation community partnerships to reach students and teachers in Washington, D.C., and in communities across the country. It will be built in conjunction with the second half of the museum's ongoing revitalization, and the new center will be named the Bezos. Learning Center in honor of Bezos's donation. Uh, the gift will also help to uh, encourage or enable technology, uh, technological transformations of the museum's galleries and public spaces, including the creation of a new interactive experiences to inspire visitors, students, teachers, and families. In accepting Bezos's gift, Smithsonian's Board of Regents chair, Steve Case, the chairman and CEO of Revolution and founder of America Online, said Jeff's early curiosity about space exploration helped inspire him to think big and act boldly. And as a result, he's played a defining role in the expansion of the Internet. Uh, we're delighted that Jeff is making this commitment to help us extend the Smithsonian's reach and impact as we speak to inspire the next generation of scientists, astronauts, engineers, educators, and entrepreneurs. So it's definitely one of those places, you know, guys, that's on on my list of to-do list of places where I want to go in the U.S. when I eventually do get to go out to the U.S. The Smithsonian—it's a museum I haven't been to, and mm. uh, yeah,
2: it's certainly a very good one. I went there with. Um... Oh, Captain Craig, I went there with, that's right. Um, And I didn't spend that long there, but you need quite a long time, actually. It's a big place. Um, And Mm. uh, no, it's a a fascinating insight into aviation history. What I also noticed, just like in the aviation museums over here in the UK, uh, the volunteers and the uh, uh, ex-veterans that are, showing people around. Their knowledge and enthusiasm for it is unbelievable. Um And uh, yeah, absolutely fascinating to, to listen to their talks. So yeah, always a good uh, visit, definitely.
1: Absolutely.
0: So uh Matt, uh, you've got the next story and we're going back to the land of the Jetsons again.
1: <laughs> the land of the Jetsons. Okay, yeah, so we're going, uh, so this is the New York Post. Uh, nypost.com is the source and the headline is LAX pilot spots another jetpack in the sky. An airline pilot near LAX may have spotted a jetpack on Wednesday night a report said as the mysterious sightings in the area con- in the area skies continue. The potential sighting of an object resembling a jetpack at around 5,000 feet was made by a Boeing 747 pilot around 15 miles east of the airport, a Federal Aviation Administration spokesman told CBS LA in a statement. Out of an abundance of caution, air traffic controllers alerted other pilots in the vicinity, the statement said. A number of possible jetpack sightings were reported late last year in the skies above Los Angeles. In late August, an American Airlines pilot approaching LAX at around 3,000 feet told an air traffic controller that he saw a solo jet setter whizzing by. Last December, an instructor with the Sling Pilot Academy captured an object that the Academy said could have been a jet pack at around 3,000 feet near Palos Verdes. Um, the uh, Federal Aviation Administration and the FBI said last September uh that they were investigating the august reported sightings a uh report later issued by the FAA according to CBSLA uh included uh, concluded that the sightings were most likely not persons with jetpacks now we see the we're seeing these a lot at the moment aren't we it, it seems to be happening an few. awful lot there's been a few quite recently and forgive my uh, i don't know I'm kind of, means not being funny, these pilots are so well-trained. If a pilot, you know, flying one of those... I mean, I still don't quite understand how these, these silly airplanes not only fly but stay in the air. I know it's all about aerodynamics and all that kind of thing. But not being funny, if one of those amazing, qualified people says, I've just seen a guy with a jetpack, I'm inclined to believe them. And it's, it's 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 in the same area all the time, isn't it? There's obviously somebody who's either built one or got one or... Or something like that, but it just seems so dangerous, doesn't it?
0: It is. I, I mean, the pilot's are going to be out. You'd be out to see whether it's a the
1: difference between it, a, indeed going a, yeah. in a
0: jetpack or a, or or a kid's kite. It's just yeah. And these people um, are not
1: likely to be sort of reporting UFOs. Do you know what I mean? Because they're not drunk <laughs> for a start. You know, it's it's that sort of it's that sort of scenario, isn't it? It's very strange.
2: I think also that. Uh... I mean, Captain Al, for example, would have his own form of propulsion and, and, and wouldn't need <laughs> Quite, there is that. <laughs> that, that is
1: a, that is always a, a risk, I guess. So, yeah, well, I just
4: well.
0: we, mind you, this is this is obviously happening in the US. We, I mean, over, over here in the UK, we tend to have more um, UAVs or drones, uh, yeah. which are sort of flying around in the way of uh, of jets and stuff in this area. But we don't seem to have the jetpacks in the UK. Um, don't know why, you
1: know. Yeah, well, too. We, Not web... that we want jetpacks guess, flying uh, in
0: and around Heathrow Airport in the UK, though. The, but uh...
1: the, the the weather is too unpredictable. That's why. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. God, if you if you're outside right now in a jetpack, guys and girls, you would you wouldn't need a jet pack. No, no you would because the no. wind would blow you wherever you want this to is, go. So. This is
1: very true. Yeah. This is very true. So, Nev, uh,
0: you've got some news from EAA AirVenture.
2: Yes, indeed. It's uh, it's on the flyingmag.com website. uh, And it says at the Boeing Plaza at the centre of the EAA AirVenture showgrounds on Monday, uh, July 26th, just gone, which was the first day of the show, Textron Aviation debuted the Cessna 408 Sky Courier, the company's high-wing twin turboprop utility airplane. If you want to see the airplane, you'll need to rush over to Boeing Plaza. Uh, the Sky Courier will return to the Textron Aviation HQ in Wichester, uh, Wichester Kansas on Tuesday uh, after participating in the afternoon flyover events. FedEx approached Textron uh, back in 2017 to design a purpose-built cargo airplane to serve as a feeder aircraft for smaller airports. We really appreciate everything that, Textron, that the Textron team has done in working with our design and engineering teams at FedEx to provide exactly what we need. A state-of-the-art feeder aircraft that allows us to serve our customers with more product options, said Bill West, who's the Vice President of Supplemental Air Ops at FedEx. Uh, With rugged landing gear, the airplane can utilize unimproved airports with runways as short as 3,300 feet at maximum takeoff weight, said uh, Textron Aviation Flight Test Pilot Todd Dafforn. Uh, the aircraft is powered by two PT6A65 SC, SC stands for Sky Courier, engines, each producing up to uh, 1,100 shaft horsepower. Uh, the Sky Courier is designed to carry as much as 6,000 pounds of cargo or up to 19 passengers, depending on the configuration Configuration. Uh, customers can choose a full cargo configuration, all passenger configuration, a passenger option with a cargo compartment, or a cabin that converts from a passenger to cargo. There is also a skydiving option in the works with a store door, possibly a roll up version, says Daphorn. Uh, The Sky Courier has a maximum cruising speed of 200 knots and can fly up to 900 nautical miles. One of the most impressive parts of the Sky Courier is the cargo door. The uh, 87 inch by 69 inch gap can easily accommodate large freight items and the compartment can fit up to three LD3 uh, air, air cargo containers. Freight can be palletized or loose loaded as well, again providing us the options we need to better serve our customers west said fedex is expected to take delivery of the first aircraft later this year and has 50 airplanes on order expanding on a decades-long relationship fedex took delivery of its first caravan around 1985, West said. The Sky Courier is equipped with the Garmin G1000 NXI, providing the pilots with everything they need for navigation, communication, weather data, traffic information, and more. The panel layout also provides a streamlined transition from the caravan. And with the high wing configuration, fluid levels are pre flighted on the G1000. And whilst there are gravity fed fuel ports on top of the wings, the single port refueling uh, is far more likely to be used. I think there's a lot more coming from these sorts of aircraft, don't you think, uh, Carlos, with mm. more sort of these feeder type aircraft operating. Um, and I think uh, Neil Cloughley's outfit. As well, with the Bihar, uh, might be in this sort of category as well—a nineteen-seater, um, and uh, possible cargo options as well. So, um, yeah,
0: I think I think it's going to be important there, especially in the UK, because we have got obviously got um, um, some point areas in the UK which are not accessible by large freight aircraft, such yeah. as 7, 777, 767s, and um, for us or for people to be able to transport cargo using an aircraft of this size will obviously be just as, you know, it, it can carry quite a big like, quite amount of weight, this aircraft, mm. plus the fact it's also, um, you know, it, it can get in and out of, well, some pretty kind of rough airstrips, I should yeah, say, yeah, which are definitely. in the UK. Yeah. This, this will work very well, mm. I think. But also in the US as well, you know, it's also going to be good for the US to have these um, in there for sort of like, uh, their feeder, cargo feeder kind of things. Yeah. And as we as we said, or as I said earlier, you know, with with the uh, the way things are going in the world, with everyone buying everything nowadays online, you know, things like this are um, are going to go from strength to strength. Mm, I think.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Mm. So uh, next uh, story is coming to us from CNBC.com. And' uh, I'm worrying this one actually guys uh, sleeping at the airport American Airlines flight attendant pilot unions complain about lack of hotel rooms uh, labor unions representing 40,000 American Airlines pilots and flight attendants say the carrier has failed to provide crews with enough transportation and adequate hotels during layovers a trend that's depriving them of rest in some cases. In grievances filed with the carrier on Tuesday this week, the Association of Professional Flight Attendants and Allied Pilots Association said crews are facing hotel booking and transportation delays while being on the road. Uh, they said that we have a flight attendants sleeping in airports and outside of baggage claim, my word, due to the company not providing hotel accommodation in a timely manner. Uh, uh, APFA National President Julie Hendricks said in a statement. Uh, As she said, the crew rest is being impacted and clean, comfortable and quiet rooms are not being provided for required rest. American said in a statement that it is looking into the union's concerns, uh, taking care of our crew members while they're away from home is a priority, said American Airlines. On July the 17th, uh, several American Airlines flight attendants stayed overnight on cots at Glacier Park International Airport in Montana after flight delays led crews to reach their legal limits on work for the day, according to the union and the airline. Uh, there weren't enough available hotel rooms in the popular tourist destination, a union official said. The crew was originally supposed to return to New York, the uh, New, New York base. On the same day, the incident was unusual, but flight attendants have often d- arrived at destinations without lodging and face long waits for rooms and extensive hold times for crews. Lodging support, the union official said. The airline searched for hotel options as far as three hours away, but there were no availability that night, which coincided with a large music festival, apparently, according to American Airlines. So a spokeswoman said that the incident was an anomaly and that the company is working to prevent it from happening again. The Pilots Union, APA, said it wants pilots reimbursed for lodging expenses, including when they have to find hotel rooms for themselves. Now, I was under the impression, um, guys, that I thought that most airlines, I know the airlines, I know TUI does here in the UK, but I thought most airlines block book or they have a a designated hotel which is kind of pre-booked for crews to stay in if need be but perhaps yeah
2: i just wonder whether this is something to do with the pandemic possibly as well with staffing levels being lower than the normal perhaps as, as well um but i was also just thinking as well as i stayed in a hotel this week on uh wednesday night down in the west country and the hotel room was absolutely fine but there was this Ticking noise going on the whole time, and I put up with it for about an hour. And then at 11 o'clock, I just asked the hotel to move me to another room, it was awful. But I was, I was the reason I mentioned that is because um, if you get interrupted or poor sleep, if you're down route, whether you're cabin crew or whether you're flight crew, it must really mess up your next day's work mustn't it um i know this is a slightly different point i realize but um in this situation of course they've they've got problems with actually getting um you know hotel rooms in the first place but it it really does um yeah crew rest is is a big topic isn't it that's for sure
0: I mean, it's important for jobs like that, especially with crews and stuff on the safety point and that. I mean, even like for for jobs like what you know, what me and Matt have done, what I do, and what Matt used to do, and driving and stuff. You need to have uh, you've rest got to be rested and sleep. You? You've yeah, got to be absolutely. rested for stuff to be safe in in that you know in, in the job that you do. Um, but I like I said, I am surprised that they they don't have you know have the have a hotel even based on the airport that they have rooms pre. Uh, pre-booked for for crews and stuff. Um, I mean, cruise.
1: obviously something's not quite right here. Is that mm. that that's the long the sh- the short of it? But we'll I get mean, this a B A Nev. Well, no, but but also as you say, I mean, there's there's an argument for negligence here, isn't there? Because as you say, with the best will in the world, if you're sleeping in an airport, you have almost zero chance of getting a decent night's sleep. If you're sleeping on a row of chairs, for goodness' sake, I mean, that's not you know cabin crew. At, cabin crew shouldn't be going through that
2: Mm, absolutely and um, as um, captain john hutchinson said during uh, the concord interview Mm. he said the cabin crew are not there to serve you tea and coffee Um, although they do they're there to save your life when it all goes wrong yeah Um, absolutely and uh, you know these these folks um, who don't earn bucket loads of money at all do an incredibly responsible job and you have to Mm. have rest before you
0: do it you do actually just out of interest um matt i know you you haven't sort of flown a million times in the last year as none of us are actually to be fair uh but any of you guys actually had to spend any large amount of time at an airport and try and sleep
1: no i have to be honest no no i mean i i did i i did a um where was a I went to uh London to Kuala Lumpur. This was with um Malaysian Airways, Airli- Airways Airlines, anyway, um to Kuala Lumpur. And then there was I think 4 hours to kill before doing the next leg from Kuala Lumpur to New Zealand, which is where to um Auckland, which is where I was uh, going to end up and I was meeting a friend when I got there. Um and that 4 hours I tried to cuz I hadn't sort of slept on the plane or anything like that. Um, mainly because I was too nervous. Um, And I was desperate to try and get some sleep while I was there. And uh, if, if anybody's been into Kuala Lumpur, admittedly, this was about 10 years ago. At the time, it was a very new and very beautiful airport. I think it's still a very beautiful airport, personally uh now with lovely sort of you know, it wasn't like you you see it stands where you've got your plastic chairs and your your all <laughs> that kind of thing. They were you know, it had padding and stuff on it. But it was almost yeah. impossible to sleep. Mainly because there was just so much noise going on. And I mm. accept that cabin crew are probably better at sleeping in those environments because not being funny when you have got crew rest if you are in the bunks, of course, you know, on an aircraft you are gonna have all that noise, aren't you? So, you know, I I, I dunno, it's um uh, not for me personally. I don't know if Nev's uh, had to. Uh, sorry, um, Alan's uh, saying, great point, Nev Airlines are putting fatigue risk management systems in
2: place for situations like this. So, well, it's just as well, yeah, I think. And, and also, it? I mean, it it would be quite reasonable for the crew whether it's the flight crew or the cabin crew, um, just to call in sick, say, I'm, I'm not- fit I'm too to tired. The flight, and, yeah. and thereby, you know, gives you another problem or gives the airline an operating problem mm-hmm. as well. But uh, to answer your question, now I've never been able to sleep at an airport. I think I've probably dozed once or twice yeah. somewhere. But honestly, you know, it's just not possible to do it, especially in a you know transition type airport like Dubai or, as you say, Kuala Lumpur, one of those big Middle Eastern airports or Far East airports. There's some yeah. quiet
0: places yeah. at Dubai Airport, funnily enough. Is oh, there? Yeah, I, yeah I, there, there is. Yeah, there, the, um, okay. Well, the, we only found it once, and that was when we were, we were going from from uh, from Dubai to over to Oman on a, on a on a connecting flight. But there is actually there's a few areas in Dubai Airport where there's They've got like an oasis in the middle with all like um, trees and stuff growing, and there's water running. Right, and it is actually quite, um, quite relaxing sitting there, and it's out of the within way. Of, the it's out of the way, but yeah, within the airport, and it's out of the way of all the um, kind of seating areas and stuff. And it's kind of like just a little area where you can. There's just a few chairs and seats and stuff and you can sit down. It is quite quite nice actually.
1: Oh wow! Okay, mm, yeah,
0: it's yeah, it's amazing. Airport Dubai Airport is
1: amazing. yeah, I've never, I've never had the the pleasure um maybe one day we will
0: so moving on to uh next story uh story number nine this week and uh cnbc this one and we've, we haven't had a top 10 or twenty for oh god I can't, I can't remember the last time we had a top 10 or 20 um but nev what is uh this this top 20 we've got for this week
2: well it's on cnbc and this uh the, the headline is world's 20 best airliners are named by Air Safety website. So travellers who are on the fence about flying again may want to check out a new list of the world's best airlines. The airline safety website, airlineratings.com, published its list of top airlines in the world, which traditionally ranks carriers by safety, in-flight service, passenger comfort and flight routes but this year new judging criteria are shaking up the rankings Uh, for the first time airlines are being judged in part by how they responded to the COVID-19 global pandemic and there is a list is there
1: does that mean I have to do this then (laughs) And off we go. <laughs> no, okay.
2: Oh, I thought Carlos was going to start. Oh uh, right, but, uh, in, at, uh, in at number twenty oh, uh, from twenty from last year, uh, Etihad Airways. At number nineteen
0: is the world's favourite airline, Delta Airlines. Uh, at Number eighteen, it's
1: Virgin Australia.
2: Uh, up one place from last year, uh, Alaska Airlines at uh, number seventeen.
1: A hula, 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 hula. Number 16, it's Hawaiian Airlines. You should be very ashamed of yourself for that. KLM, uh, they've uh, they've uh, lost
2: a place. Uh, lo- yeah, they've lost a place. Uh, uh, they were 14. They're now 15th. Down one place from last year, uh, Japan. Sorry. Um, yes, down one place from last year, Japan Airlines at uh, number 14.
0: Don't look twice or you'll miss them. At
1: 13, it's Finnair. <laughs> Right. <laughs> number t- <laughs> wow. Uh, number 12, uh, ANA or Al Nippon Airways. They've dropped a lot. They were
2: at number Ooh, three blimey. last year. Yeah, mm. uh, No change from last time round. Number 11 is Lufthansa.
0: and at number 10 last year they were 17th but this year they're number 10 it's nev's
1: favorite airline british airways hey they're in the top 10 that's a win however you dress it up
2: number nine eva
1: air they've dropped a place they were number eight last year number nine now
2: how about this last time round, united airlines weren't even in the top 20 but this year they're in at number eight at number seven, it's everyone's
0: favourite airline by Sir Richard Branson. It is Virgin
1: Atlantic. <laughs> ah. At number six, Cathay Pacific. They're down a place from number five last year.
2: Number five is Emirates.
0: Oh, And at number four, it's Stephen Grant's favourite
1: airline. It is, of course, Qantas Airlines. <laughs> Come on, mate. Uh, number three,
2: Singapore Airlines. They've dropped a place. They were number two last year. Number three now. And down one position from last year, because they were top of the shop, is Air New Zealand at number two. Ooh. And on the top spot,
0: they've done it. They've done it. They were number nine last year. It's the airline that we love to pronounce in various different ways. It's Qatar, Qatar. Qatar Qatar It's it's Qatar Airways And that's our top 20 countdown Oh how amazing was that guys but following on <laughs> from that, they have done... You mean a, there's more? <laughs> air, there's more. This is not so much a top 10. This is yeah. uh, some uh, a newer awards, that the, the excellent award, uh, Excellence Awards. Oh, okay. So individual carriers are also singled out for Airline Excellence Awards for superior service and products. Nice. So this year's Best Awards went to, so I'll kick this one off. So the Best First Class Product... Went to
1: Singapore Airlines. Wow,
2: okay. Uh, Best business class was uh, Qatar.
1: Uh, Best premium economy class was Air New Zealand, which I'm not surprised about. Best economy class, check this one out, Air New
2: Zealand again. Wow. And the best low-cost airline in the Asia-Pacific region was Jetstar. Ah, the best low-cost airline
1: in Europe, EasyJet. Ooh. There you go.
0: The best low-cost airline in the Americas, no surprise here,
2: Southwest. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Best ultra-low-cost airline is Vietjet Air. Wow. Okay. What's the difference between a low-cost and an
1: ultra-low-cost? I mean, you 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 don't even get a seat; you have to stand up. Oh, you get cattle cattle class. (laughs) Straw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The best regional airline was Qantas. (laughs) Uh, The best. Oh, here we go. Are you ready for this? The
0: best cabin crew. Ah yeah. Virgin Australia.
2: Okay. Mm, very mm. good. Uh best um airline lounges, that is Qantas. Well, I don't know. Do you agree with that, Nev? Mm. Well, I've I've not really been in a Qantas lounge, no. so I can't I can't say. So.
1: indeed. <laughs> uh Best in Flight Catering Award, which is obviously close to my personal heart here, mm. uh, and that goes to Qatar. <laughs> And uh, this one doesn't surprise me in the slightest
0: at all. Best In-Flight Entertainment Award, and it goes to Emirates. That just doesn't surprise me at all.
1: Although I'm surprised not to see Emirates anywhere else in that list, actually. I I would have... I would have said that yeah, I mean, especially their first class thing with their suites and all that kind of thing. Yeah. You'd have thought that would that would have scored quite highly unless it's just so ridiculous nobody's ever been able to, to, I, I to, would to have get thought, a ticket or afford a ticket for one.
0: I would have thought Emirates would have been best for economy, but that's Really? Okay. Me, me personally, but yeah. um yeah.
1: Well, there you go.
0: So there we go, there we go. Guys and girls are excellent awards winners and obviously that 20 uh, best airlines Uh, named by Air Safety website. So that's from uh, Air Safety Sites list. So check those guys So uh, Very cool. Yeah, hope your favourite airline was there.
2: Yeah, some interesting um, discoveries there of uh, Mm. airlines that I'd never heard of in one or two cases. Well, quite, yes.
0: (laughs) So, Nev, you have got uh, our final story for this week, and it is a fantastic and finally story. Yeah,
2: it is. It's on the classicfm.com website so that would hint at a a musical offering possibly and uh, it says a bunch of strangers gave an airport pianist a sixty thousand dollar tip and our cockles are well and truly warmed it says Uh, tony valentine carter 66 performs nearly every day in the waiting room of the hartsfield jackson atlanta international airport and while stuck between flights, podcaster and influencer Carlos Whitaker, who was a sizeable Instagram following, uh, stopped by to listen uh, and started filming him for his social media. Zooming in on the pianist's tips jar, Whitaker writes, hmm, I've got an idea, and decides to approach the pianist, telling him, you're killing it. You got Venmo? Carter replies, no, I have Cash App. Okay, Whitaker says. He asks the online following, let's bless him. Everything I get in my cash app during the next 40 minutes, I'm going to drop into his account. Then when I leave, I'll tell you uh, his and you can keep uh, blessing him. Uh, Tony, Whitaker discovers, lives with kidney disease and spends nine hours a night on dialysis, but shows up at the airport to play every day. Until now, uh, the biggest tip he had ever received was $600. Uh, Tony plays the piano in Concourse A at the Atlanta Airport, next next to the Chick Feeler. Uh, in a follow-up post, Whitaker reveals the $10,000 of donations has now grown to $61,000. Wow. Tony, meanwhile, wow. told the publication he plans to use some of the money to help uh, others, the way Whitaker helped him that 60 grand is not mine he said it's money that uh is going to go to others he said uh, there is only one way to say thank you because words are inadequate and that is to pay this forward that is an absolutely lovely story and uh gosh what a what a challenging thing to do uh every, every day of the week uh, bearing in mind that he's got some quite bad health issues as well yeah that's amazing
1: maybe that's what keeps him going though Mm. Oh, yes. could be one of those couldn't it where that that's yeah. what actually uh sort of keeps him afloat keeps him ticking over is that giving you almost not purpose i mean that's uh yes that's yeah. not the right word is it but you know what i mean just gives them a chance to sort of get out there and you know otherwise i suppose if you are spending so much time on dialysis i mean it could you know it's just a reason to go out isn't it
2: it's just yeah, absolutely Mm. There is,
0: um, there's some videos to go with this story, guys and girls. So Matt mm. will put these in the show yeah, notes um, for you to yeah. click on. But there's the video which uh, the guy, the Instagram guy, took of this uh, guy pl- of Tony playing piano. Yeah. And um, the video, while he's filming, he actually pans around the um, the room where they're sitting, where the piano player is, and you can see people. There's a lot of people just sitting there, absolutely loving. Yeah. The music that he's playing, and it is fantastic. He plays the piano so well um and it's you know in in the current climate that we all are in at the moment um it's it's nice i think to have this at an airport you know it's really nice
1: yeah exactly i yeah.
0: i i agree i agree good on him and good yeah. on my time yeah. well done so that's where we bring the commercial news segment to a close still loads more to come in the show and uh, one of the next segments we've got to plot or got to uh, to go or to do, I should say, is one we've missed out on the last couple of weeks, which is our caption this segment. We've had a <laughs> had a bit of a break for the last couple of yes. weeks. We've had a busy last few weeks what with uh, with yeah. guests on our special show last week our around the world special show last week. if you If you missed that, you need to go back and watch last week's show because it is blooming marvellous. Mm. So, make sure you check that out if you haven't already. Um, but uh, we did have a caption this a few weeks ago, and Matt's got the picture. He'll pop up on the screen in just a moment. So, if you, those of you who may not have seen it on our Facebook page, uh, we try and post these on a Wednesday for you to comment on on our Facebook page. If you don't follow us already, give us a follow on Facebook, uh, Plain Talker UK. And there is the picture uh, for what, what? What would you say is going
2: on there, Nev, with this particular picture? Um, I, well,. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um yes, it looks like an uh unenthusiastic turboprop doesn't it <laughs> that's, that's a word of it yes it, it's yes. melted
1: in the heat possibly yes. uh no, no, don't don't disturb me I'm no quite i am not ready. it looks very sad, doesn't it it's like yes. i don't it's want sort of dash to. eight that's yeah. not very dashing no a, quality, yeah. that that would work yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it must have been.
0: It's not in a not in a British summer. It must have been a US summer. Well, quite, was in. We But we don't got,
4: get that
1: much heat. <laughs> no, uh, we've got some great uh, we great, have uh, uh, comments as always. And Tim says, uh, "Prop to get counselling after showing signs of depression." Hmm. <laughs>
0: uh, Mike says, Eight hours between bottle and throttle. That's the worst case of brewers droop I've oh, ever dear.
2: seen." <laughs> Wow. Okay. Uh, Chris says, and the little prop came out of its cocoon to grow into a mature prop. Oh, <laughs> that's lovely. Sweet. Uh,
1: Jeffrey says, <laughs> no more spinning of blades of death. Try GE's new flapping props. When one pair gets tired, the next pair takes over. Andrew says, newfangled rubber propellers, <laughs> that won't
2: hurt if you walk into them. Right, okay, yes, I, I suppose. Um, dirt comments, <laughs> okay, now I know why the manual says, never park the aircraft in direct sunlight.
1: That's true. Jack says, mad dogs and turboprops go out in the midday sun. Very good, very good. <laughs> Sasha says, apparently the engineers forgot to water the props again. True, absolutely, Yeah, drooping mm-hmm. under the heat, you see, that's what it is.
2: Yeah. Yes. There's, yeah. a, there's a theme developing here, and it yeah. he continues with James, <laughs> uh, who says air screwers troop, right. <laughs> right? Glenn oh. says it needs
1: uh, vi air grr. <laughs> he says, choosing his words carefully. Oh. <laughs> John
0: uh, John says, Rolls Royce sunshine props are now in development. See the blades <laughs> grow and turn <laughs> towards <the> sun. Nice.
2: <laughs> uh, Stuart says, No, not today. Thanks. Not feeling it. <laughs> Fair enough, <laughs> fair, fair
1: enough Quite. Darry says, a photo by Captain Nick He must be using his new camera body Or new lens Very true <laughs> mm. uh, Armando oh, a
0: new I've one heard of Armando him here. Yeah. Uh, He says, the ramp in New Mexico gets
1: pretty hot This time of the year True, and he would true. know, let's be he honest would know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Ian blimey. says
2: uh, You can get pills for that Yes, I, I have uh, heard
1: those rumour. Paul says, the new turbo flop engines Are great <laughs> uh,
0: Bob oh blimey why is this one been left to me
1: <laughs> I think we should finish on that one if I'm honest Bob
0: go. says um, projectile
1: dysfunction right indeed uh, yes. and, and I think what we'll do is we'll leave it there and uh, we'll, be back, <laughs> we'll be right back after these short messages well
4: uh, welcome to our London studios uh, welcome to the A320 Lounge uh, webinar uh, tech presentation, um, obviously for the 320
2: series.
0: Welcome to the A320 and 737 Lounge, bringing technical refresher courses directly to you. Using our cutting edge broadcasting facilities, enjoy a fully interactive technical refresher course from the comfort of your own home. All of our webinars
1: are live and you can ask your instructor a question at any point during the day. All of our instructors are highly experienced and can help you. No more expensive nights away from home, no new
0: software required, just an internet connection. Courses are run at regular intervals, so check out A320 Lounge and 737lounge.com for more details. There we go. There we go, and we're back. So uh, yeah, to those of you who uh, follow us on social media, don't forget to check us out Wednesdays, when there'll be a new one next Wednesday. So make sure you check that out on Facebook, <laughs> and uh, check out next week's picture, which I've already got ready. So Have you? It's a okay. good one. It's Lovely. a good one. It's a good one. Excellent. Right, so <laughs> it's time for some military news. Armando's not here, but uh, I, at least for me to say, um, Matt, let's do some military news. Good luck, everyone. <laughs>
3: Hey guys, in this first military story, a Sikorsky UH UH-60 Black Hawk from the U.S. Army's first combat aviation brigade was forced to make an emergency landing on the streets of Bucharest, Romania this week. Now, this created some incredible footage in the process. The images and videos shared to social media showed that the helicopter was coming in low over Charles de Gaulle Square, uh, right over the Romanian capital. Luckily, no one was hurt in this incident. U.S. Army Europe and Africa Public Affairs published a release stating that the crew conducted a precautionary landing and that due to the expertise of the crew and the Romanian police officers on the ground, the helicopter landed safely. Now, the Army states that a joint Romanian and American investigation into this incident is underway. The images and the videos were all shared online. The Black Hawk can be seen flying above a busy boulevard before making what looked like a, a pretty rapid descent and landing in the, in the road. Um, now it looked like they suffered some kind of power failure or some kind of malfunction. Maybe they got a chip detector light, uh, something happened where the crew decided to, um, make an emergency landing. Now, as the helicopter descended, the rotors appeared, uh, they appeared to knock down the two streetlights. I actually think that is, was actually from the rotor wash because it got pretty low. I think a street light would have, would have caused some damage on the, uh, the rotor blades. But it didn't look like that happened, so I think it was just, it got so low that the rotor blades, uh, sorry, the rotor wash uh, knocked down those two streetlights at the same time. But at least one of those landed on a car. So after the landing, the images on social media show the crew is milling about on cell phones and emergency personnel surrounding the site. The engine compartment of the Black Hawk was opened after the landing, but it remains unclear as to why the, the helicopter was actually forced to land. The U.S. Embassy in Bucharest also issued a statement following the landing that said they are working with the Romanian partners to resolve the situation, and they will provide more information as it becomes available. Uh, that was according to Reuters.com. So images on Twitter showed the slight damage caused by the Black Hawk's emergency landing, which, which uh, as we talked about, was the two down la- light poles, but it didn't appear as if the helicopter suffered any other serious damage in the. Uh, additional videos the helicopter can be seen breaking its formation as it quickly loses altitude before landing amidst some pedestrians and motorists it was actually a pretty busy traffic circle that, that they landed at but the uh, this helicopter was there reportedly in Bucharest to rehearse for an upcoming uh, parade um, celebrating the uh, Romanians contributions to the to the war in Afghanistan and the subsequent um, finishing of operations there But just another example of an outstanding crew action, flying over a city like that is incredibly uh, difficult. There's not a lot of places to land, as you guys know, and we've talked about on the show. Flying over London requires special permissions, special planning. This is very similar, except you don't have the Thames that you can (laughs) just ditch into. But this crew did an amazing job. They They avoided all damage and didn't hurt anybody in the process. And it, it also looked like there was a Romanian host uh, host nation uh, pilot or aviator on board. So I'm sure as soon as they got down into the street, there's a cool video of a police officer that was right there at that traffic circle and, and immediately jumped out of his car and, and went to assist the crew. But I'm sure Matt will put those links to the videos, if you haven't already seen them, in the show notes, and uh, we'll see if anything comes out of this incident.
0: No, I still maintain that's one of my most favourite films from back in two thousand and one. What's that? Black Hawk Down. Oh really? Yeah. Even even though it's, it's like that what was it, twenty years twenty years old now. Oh really? Oh, it's such a good film. Yeah. It's such a good film. Um but yeah, it just goes to show these guys are trained to with an inch of uh their lives as such do to do what they do and they do it well. You know, when things do go wrong they can um put these things down in I know. You know in in it's not incredible areas here, that you wouldn't
1: normally consider to put in, and and this, this is what he was referring to. Look here with the with the helicopter just like on the yeah. on the the grass. Just crazy, isn't it? Just absolutely crazy. God, yeah. I'd hate to be driving
0: my truck round that yeah. roundabout because yeah. I would not be paying attention <laughs> to the road at no, all. No,
1: indeed. No, I know what you mean.
0: <clears throat> anyway, Knox. Uh, next story. Uh, this one comes to us from military dot com. And uh, this is something we all should be doing, actually. I'm, I'm surprised probably Jonathan Warner's probably seen something like this in his <laughs> uh, times. But the uh, uh, U.S. Air Force pilot thanks British man who guaranteed a happy landing. So um, Major Grant Thompson thanked a British photographer the best way he knew how, by ripping the flight patch from his shoulder and handing it to the man whose quick action last week ensured he landed safely after an engine in his F-15E Strike Eagle malfunctioned. Ian Simpson was standing outside of the fence of a Royal Air Force base in eastern England and snapped pictures of the fighter aircraft taking off when he spotted a shower of sparks flying from the back of the aircraft. He and a group of aviation enthusiasts uh, listening to flight control traffic realized the pilot didn't appear to know there was a problem with the aircraft. So Simpson, who used to work in the aviation industry, uh, Googled RAF Lake and Heath's phone number and persuaded a switchboard operator to put him through to flight operations (laughs) at the base, uh, home to the U.S. Air Force's 48th Fighter Wing. He said, I look, uh, look, he said, something is wrong with the plane. Definitely, we've got lots of photographs of sparks coming out of the back, Simpson 56 told the Associated Press. Word was relayed to the pilot and asked to take a look and his wingman confirmed damage to one of the engines the base said Uh, the pilot returned to the base just to be safe for most of us here that was a very rare occurrence that we have not personally witnessed uh, the air base said in a statement it's wonderful to know that the liberty wing has such a great partnership with the local community and the courage that ian displayed was second to none simpson said he was motivated by the death of another young american pilot whose air aircraft crashed into the north sea in june uh, last year he thought someone should call he said i didn't want anything like that to happen to another family on wednesday thompson said thank you by giving simpson a cap and insignia and then uh, throwing in the shoulder patch for good measure. That was a nice touch, Simpson said. The base noted Simpson's actions in a Facebook post that won widespread attention, particularly from Americans, grateful for his assistance. For me, the most humbling thing has been the families of the servicemen who thanked me for doing what I did, he said. I wasn't expecting, uh, expecting to get so much thanks. What a nice story. And it just proves that, you know, there are... Um, People who do go above and beyond mm. when, when really, really all they are doing is you know is is plane Their spotting, job. doing yeah. doing what we love doing, yeah. plane spotting at airports. And I think it is important to to note you know that we've we've got plane spotters all around the country who not only yeah. spot it's commercial aircraft but spot military aircraft. And these kind of things, I think, are it, it's all bit you know it all helps, and it? it's all one big um, big sort of family kind of thing affair. So yeah, good on him, I say. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. excellent. So, Nev, uh, we're going to Southampton for this next one.
2: Uh, We are, and it's on the warbirdsnews.com website. And headline is Southampton City Council backs plans for a Spitfire monument. Well, the Spitfire was designed by Reginald Mitchell at the Supermarine Factory in Southampton in the mid-1930s. A prototype flew from Eastley Aerodrome, which is now Southampton Airport, in March 1936. Even before the end of the war, the aircraft's prowess became legendary. It quickly secured its place as an emblem of the country's defensive might during the Battle of Britain. The winning design for the statue was announced in 2010, but the scheme failed to attract funding until now. Last Wednesday at a Southampton Southampton City Council meeting, councillors put forward their strategic support for the project, which is estimated to cost £5.5 million. Based in Mayflower Park, the project has been the subject of conversations for years after being given planning permission back in 2014. The monument is aimed at recognising those who designed, built and flew the Spitfire in World War II and is said to heighten the significance of the uh, city's heritage both nationally and internationally. At one and a half times the size of the original Spitfire, The stainless steel uh, representation will soar 40 metres above the ground, seemingly taking flight over Southampton water. The stainless steel mast elegantly curves skyward where it is topped by the Spitfire reproduction. The mast resembles a vapour trail. Wider at the base, it guides the eye of the visitor to the Spitfire at its pinnacle. At the bottom of the mast, the word Spitfire will be embossed on the surface. The style of the text comes directly from the original marketing brochure for the Supermarine Spitfire produced in 1938. The circular plinth invokes the style of the roundels or insignia used by the RAF and other international air forces. It will protrude over the waterfront as well as having a prominent space to display a Merlin engine, most likely under reinforced glass to create a stunning focal point. The outer ring of the plinth will display the roundels and insignia of the 31 allied air forces that flew the Spitfire throughout its service career. It will also include roundels uh, representing the cities and towns that were involved in the construction and maintenance of the Spitfire. The roundels will be interactive so as to draw people into the monument. The design of the monument was awarded to Nick Hancock dicing. Uh, we are delighted to have won the national competition to design a memorial uh, uh, to the Spitfire and its designer R.J. Mitchell which will stand on Southampton's docks. The project has met a warm response both within Southampton and further afield, make it our most high-profile project to date. The monument has been granted planning permission by Southampton Council and we are working with a world-class team of consultants to make this vision a reality.
0: It is amazing if, if it looks as good as it does in these um
2: artists kind oh, of uh, pictures now phenomenal isn't it absolutely yeah absolutely phenomenal um, yeah so uh, well I'm, I'm looking forward to that to see that uh, really happen so um yeah that'll be absolutely brilliant
0: and there's a hell of a lot of thought gone into the design as well now yeah, with the nice, randles and it stuff really does. you know to represent yeah. it does look uh, amazing doesn't it yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah. look forward to seeing this that'd be nice absolutely. so uh, Next story, Armando has got this one. So, uh, Matt, if you're ready, tap the button.
3: This next military story comes to us from the Aviationist and BreakingDefense.com. The new Sukhoi Su-75 Checkmate Light Stealth Fighter was officially presented on July 20th at the Moscow Aviation and Space Expo 2021. That's That was in Zukovsky near Moscow. The event was streamed online on YouTube by Rostec, which is Russia's state aerospace and defense conglomerate. And despite the quality of the feed and the fact that all the commentary was in Russian, this gave some news outlets an opportunity to to at least virtually attend the presentation. So while the general shape of the new single-seat stealthy aircraft had already been revealed by photos as the aircraft, or actually a mock-up of it, was uh, being moved For the presentation last week, the official unveiling was preceded by a visit by Russian President Vladimir Putin. And this provided an opportunity for a closer look at the checkmate and gather some additional details. So first of all, the presentation highlighted some of the advanced technologies that the aircraft is going to embed. The fifth generation lightweight single engine fighter is said to quote, Combine innovative solutions and technologies, including artificial intelligence support for the pilot's work, as well as proven solutions that have already proven themselves in practice. That was a translation. Uh, The fighter has low visibility and high flight performance. A supercomputer technology is widely used in the work on the the LTS Checkmate project. Uh, This presentation also mentioned uh, voice command capabilities, which we've talked about for other aircraft and showed a glass cockpit with a wide angle heads-up display. And I think Matt's got some pictures of that. So interestingly, a wide array of weapons was also listed among those that could be carried by the multi-role aircraft. Now, this is believed to, to have been developed with an eye on the export market based on the brief promotional video, which featured pilots from the United Arab Emirates, India, Vietnam, Argentina, um, and that was released in the last couple of days. So this is a new design that Moscow helps will uh, create a niche for its combat aircraft industry in this export market. Their intent is to upend sales by competitor aircraft built by other nations, such as the Gripen, the F-35, the uh, Chinese J-35. Uh, the J-35 has been in development even longer than the Su-75. This should offer a cheaper Russian made alternative. So we'll see where this airplane goes in the next couple of years. The SU-57 and the MiG-35 were both supposed to be exported aircraft, but those large deals never materialized. This SU-75 had a deal signed in 2017 with the UAE. but That deal was broken shortly after that when the Emirates decided to go with the F-35 instead. So this aircraft is not going to be able uh, available anytime soon. The first flight of the new prototype is at least two years away and uh, series manufactured version at least five to seven years in the future. and uh, so nations that are hoping to get this airplane uh, may not be in a situation to wait that long for it.
1: See, he's very good at making uh, very complicated subjects less complicated. I was just looking at the pictures, actually,
0: on the um, on the websites where, mm. where the info came from, with this SU-75. You know, when you look at a jet, a fighter jet especially like this, and you just think it, it's a rip-off of... Many different fighter jets that are currently either flying or in in production at the moment, mm. um, and yeah, because there's bits, there's bits of the F thirty five on here. There's a bit of the F sixteen. If you look at the pictures, I don't know whether you had the um, the file pictures for the story on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it popped um, it up. yeah, I just I just think I don't know. But Jonathan Warner probably the one to um, to, <laughs> to make to pass to pass. Uh, a comment i should say on on it but i just i do when you look at these some i think it's mainly because they're trying to to get the most stealthiest looking the most fastest and and all you know trying to tick so many boxes and because they're doing this all that it just looks like every other fighter jet that's um you know these that's currently being produced offline now but yeah
1: i'll be wrong but we'll see from the they, yeah. they look quite they look well they look great in the pictures that's, that's that's yeah that's a given really isn't it i mean it's uh uh I'm just trying to think What? i mean this I, I, again you could oh. <laughs> you could easily put this down on lighting look but i mean this this looks absolutely stunning in, it, in does, that, it does it yeah. does
0: look really good but it's it just it's looks like a mishmash of lots of um u s built Fighter jets from various right. years. I might be, I might be wrong. Um, Jonathan Warren has put a good comment, a good comment in the chat room. He's saying, "F thirty five equals Dave, right? Which is delayed and very expensive." Oh, okay. <laughs> hmm. I like that one. Sturman, Sturman finds that amusing as well.
1: Right. Yeah, so, uh, thank
0: you, uh, thank you for uh, for that uh, uh, military segment this week, Armando. I know he's uh, he's probably busy doing what he does best at the moment
1: well yes um, indeed
0: yeah. but uh, we have had some feedback to the show this week yeah and uh, this week's feedback comes to us from a member of apg and mm. um it's all about hot air balloons because we were we have a discussion i think there's a few well I, I think
1: we accidentally upset him we did and he yeah. sent <laughs> us some feedback and it's
0: and and well i'm not going to say anymore matt just just <laughs> press a button okay here we way. go
4: Oh, you mockers, you dastardly old mockers. I shall now reveal the truth of my early days as a defender of our sceptred isle against the incursions of Johnny Foreigner and their master balloon attacks. I was called to duty one day to face the Tre dangereux golfer brothers in their distinctive uniforms of pringle knitwear cardigans and tartan plus fours as they attempted to make a foray into our airspace I warned them, so they knew I meant trouble. But they mocked me with taunts. Go and boil your bottom, sons of a silly person! Ah, my knows at you! Don't want to talk to you no more, you empty-headed animal, food trough whopper! Ah! Tart in your general direction, your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries. As a result, I had no option other than bring them down with my trusty, sibley, side-flintlock blunderbuss, which I had loaded with rusty nails, nuts, bolts, bad grammar, poor pronunciation, foreign accents, and other old rubbish... I usually got from the PTUK podcast. Now, despite the inaccuracies evident in my PTUK ammo, one blast was enough to bring down these intruders. Remember Agent Borg. and I left them to swim back across the English Channel to whence they came. Whereupon I returned to my airfield for tea and medals.
1: I mean, very moving stuff, clearly. But <laughs>
2: I'll tell you what, since that lad <laughs> stopped flying, uh, he's got far too much time on his hands, hasn't he? As he, as he does.
1: Oh my goodness! His production values are yeah, just like absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow is all I have to say to that. Uh, <laughs> it's given me a coughing fit. So <laughs> good, honestly, Captain Nick. Um, oh,
0: no. for, those for those of you who don't, for those of you might be new to the new to the uh, podcast foray, who may not know <laughs> Captain Nick, uh, Captain Nick is one of the hosts over on the Airline Pilot Guy show, yes. and. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he does a, a Plane tales segment each week on that show, and it is fantastic. Well worth a listen. Indeed. Um, and, uh, but uh, Nick is one of the. He's honestly, he's such a, he's a, such an awesome. Team.
1: Aircraft five is very impressed by the sound effects. <laughs> it was quite, it was quite the production, wasn't it? <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I've never anything like it.
0: Oh dear, never mind. Fantastic. Thank you for that, uh, Captain <laughs> yeah. Nick. Very yeah. very. You know, we appreciate.
1: So uh, I, th- I think we've been told feedback. off, but I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, Richard is wondering, where does Nick get his beer from? It must be very good <laughs> stuff. I think he's got a good point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Nick does love his beer. He does, yeah. He does, yes. Oh, dear. Right. Well. I don't, I don't think there's anything else we can say after that, is there? I know, I know. <laughs>
0: Right, so uh, as we said uh, earlier on the show, uh, for those of you who might have missed it, don't forget to check out, go back and check out last week's show. It was very, very good indeed. We had uh, two great guests on uh, mm. from around uh, from the, around the world special that we had on last week. Well worth a listen if you didn't uh, didn't listen to the show. And also, also it's on YouTube as well, so make sure you check that out on there. Uh, on the s- subject of social media links, actually, uh, for those of you who might not already follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, Instagram, please do go over and give us a like, follow, or whatever else you do on those social media sites. Uh, search for Plane Talking UK. Uh, if you want to send us a picture, an aviation uh, related picture, as Matt got earlier on uh, in the show, don't forget you can send that to our WhatsApp number, which is plus four four seven five seven two two four nine one six six. Lots of pings going on in my ear here. Is that me? Or is that you, Matt? Uh, we have got the website as well, UK.com On the website, you can find uh, the links to our YouTube page. Also, you can find links on there to our Patreon page. Uh, and a big thanks again to all our Patreon and PayPal uh, subscribers who massively helped to uh, to push the show forward, and uh, with their kind donations each month uh, is what's helping me and Nev uh, get to Old buckingham tomorrow to the air show, and we hope to bring some great content uh, from Old Buckenham uh, for you guys over the coming weeks to play out on the show. And so look the, of course, on uh,
2: the, one of the most important things is the uh, uh, the catering and concessions <laughs> stand, isn't it? So we're yes. going to have to. Uh, make sure they're all working nicely and maybe absolutely. interview the fellow that does the hot dogs or something like that. Well, so we absolutely. Do, yeah. yeah. yeah but we need <laughs> Al
0: with us for the ice cream. But yes, take yourselves over there. And don't forget as well on the, uh, the website as well, you can find the links to our shop where you can treat yourselves to a PT UK t-shirt They're in sky blue, L- glorious, hundred percent, softer than soft cotton with an embroidered uh, logo on the front ptuk and on the back there's the print with ptuk and stuff on there great to get hand hold of one of them if you haven't already got one we have got plenty in stock so uh don't forget to contact us if you want one of those through mm. the website and also on the website there on the shop you can grab yourself a ptuk mug so if you're a fan of coffee or tea or actually you can put anything you like in there i mean armando drinks whiskey from his he so does. that's yeah. absolutely fine uh, you can get yourself a ptuk mug on there as well which is also really really good uh, so check those out as well and uh, yeah so quick round Robin before we wrap up the show then guys I know Armando's uh, disappeared but he's very busy and uh, hopefully he'll be able to give us an update next week on how Mm. he's been uh, getting on but Nev what is apart from the air show that me and you are going to tomorrow at Old Buckingham what's going on for you next week
2: Um, back into London next week I think Um, lots of customer visits Uh, visiting a well known broadcaster in the west uh, part of London oh those people that have got dishes on the uh, oh I've heard of of them yes (laughs) um so that'd be good um and then uh, at the end of the week um we're off to Winchester for a couple of days where we're going to have um hopefully some dinner with Captain Nick where I should be asking one earthy meant By that piece of (laughs) food? Okay,
1: (laughs) do I look forward to a full update on that very soon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What's what's
0: going on with you, Matt? Next week, busy in the uh, in the office of uh, fun.
1: Uh, Well, we we've got uh, so tomorrow I'm off, uh, which is why I'm not able to uh, join you guys uh, to an air show. I'm off to do something I haven't done for a long time, which is to film um, a video and a film a band which is kind of exciting so i'm looking forward to that it's going to be a lot of fun it's a live production so uh, which is why i'm involved not nev <laughs> have you got your whatsapp notifications on Matt? i keep getting pings in my ear no not f- not coming from here my friend hmm. sorry no it's not me either that's weird um okay anyway uh anyway you've digressed slightly oh, that's yes that's
0: good um and just uh, a quick quick note actually before we before we push on um i did get a message this week on twitter um from one of the uh, people who followed me on twitter and they asked about the malta air show uh we are hopefully all things being well me and nev should be going to the malta air show this year um nev everything's booked isn't it it's all booked and everything is Um, done
2: hotels booked flights yeah. are booked um, just waiting for some media passes mm, and stuff yeah. like that it's yeah. nice. um, but of course it's all subject to the old COVID isn't it so mm. we never quite know what's going to happen no. next with this business but um, we are all planning to go so let's see how we do
0: Yeah, fingers quite. crossed that things will be good so that me and Nev and also Captain Al is hopefully fingers crossed coming out there with us as well Uh, in september so um yeah if anyone is listening and thinking of going out to the air show in september in malta give us a give us an email give us a text give us a uh, tweet or whatever and uh, we'd love to meet up with you hopefully if we go
2: yeah
1: there we go i'm sure i'm sure it'll be fine i think i think we're getting there i think we're sort of reaching a point now where hopefully we're all good aren't we so Mm. fingers crossed yes
0: So that's it then, guys and girls. That's where we're going to bring episode 377 to a close. Big thanks to uh, Nev uh, this week for uh, joining us on the show. Big thanks to Armando as well for joining us at the top of the show. And uh, all the best to you, Armando, uh, in your exploits over the next uh, few days. Uh, Thanks to Matt as well in the PTUK Master Suite studios for uh, doing all the techie stuff this week in there and pressing all the right buttons and right sliders. This week has been very good. Well done, Matt, and the, a big um,
1: thanks. It's probably worth mentioning. Actually, uh, yep. I'm going to be missing for the yes. first time since February of last. This will be. I've actually been the only one now out of the whole team who hasn't missed a show since COVID started, and I'm going to miss one. <gasps> this is going to be a bit. This is going so to be ne- a bit scary. So, so next
0: so- week, uh, if you tune into the show next week, it'll probably sound a bit like this.
1: <laughs> right, good. Let's hope not. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope, hope not. So. No. Uh, fingers crossed, it'll be good. Yeah, you'll, uh, you'll have John breathing down your neck if it is.
0: I'll tell you. Uh, John, yeah, John will be the voice. The boy, the voice screaming, screaming in, in you, next yeah, week Yeah, yeah. but a... uh, yeah. So, I uh, hope you have a nice time next week, Matt. We will, yes. we will miss you as always. um So, hope you. What do you
1: mean, us. as always? I haven't, I haven't not been here for for eighteen months. <laughs> I've literally done like 50, what was it? So, something like 60 plus shows or something. like 50 million shows, yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well, Lee, Lee Davies is saying it's chaos, next. So thank well, you, thank you, Lee. Yes, yeah, um, that
1: vote of confidence is confidence what you there need right Lee. now, isn't it? Yeah, That's exactly
0: what I need, Lee. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> and, and worth noting as well, before we wrap up the show, don't forget to tune in to Ask Your Smart Device to play Park Radio on Sunday between 2 and 5. No, don't do that. Or, Oh, no, not 2 and 5. No, you're on the morning no. yeah. Yeah, and breakfast, I'm, I'm on, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm on a new show now. Oh, yes, Matt's got a new show, guys yeah. and girls. Shameless plug. Go on, shameless no, plug,
1: Matt. No, 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 no. no.
0: He's doing the breakfast show on Sunday. I
1: am, yes. That, that, yeah. that, that, that is all. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah. We'll all be in, We'll all be asleep. Yeah, exactly. We'll That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. I've been no over listening because everyone's in a no coma. Yeah, exactly. uh, but uh, there we go. All part of the fun. There we go. All, all part of the fun. <laughs> so join
0: us next Friday for the show then. We'll all be back, hopefully. And uh, apart from Matt, obviously. But we'll be back and I'll hopefully have things running sweetly smoothly yeah smoothly <laughs> uh, yeah that's it then guys have a great weekend take care stay safe enjoy your weekend guys and girls and we'll see you next friday so
1: say goodbye everyone bye, yep, bye everyone you. bye bye, bye.